so much for being with us here on Undisputed today. We've got a fantastic show for you. I'm Jen Hale. That is Skip Bayless, and that is Shannon Sharp. Good morning, guys. How are we today? Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, them beignets must be you if you said them to Skip. If he ain't passed them along to me. Huh? Well, nobody sent me any diet dues <laughs> for years and years no, 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 and no, years no. and years. You, you I, been, I get no diet dues. You been I win and win and win and win. For six years I win, I get no diet dues. Have you won anything lately? Uh, yeah, I have what? won a couple lately. <laughs> no, you haven't. You've been on a little bit of a hot streak, but then I <laughs> rallied. No, I rallied. No, no, you, no, no, no. But somebody never paid off. So, Jen, you're good. And guess what? No payoffs on Come this show. Sunday, six yeah. chains. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, now he's up to six chains? <laughs> he will after the game. Now that they're Thank number you. one in the power rankings. He should be you eight chains. You saw that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought I was going to win. Cowboys favored to win that game. That's okay. Who knew? That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Let's jump right in and see if we can find a few more games to put some dew and beignets on. Yes. Let's start here. Former Bucks coach Bruce Arians. He believes Tom Brady deserved more of the blame than he was getting for the Bucks' three-game losing streak. Arians told JoeBucksFan.com, quote, Nobody is going to say that Brady was playing bad, but he was playing bad. Shannon, you got to love B.A., but do you like or do you have a problem with what he said? B.A., B.A., we can the spirits. Mm. Yes, there was someone saying mm. that he was playing bad, mm. whether it's Skip Bayless. Mm-hmm. But like B.A. said, not enough people. Because it was almost like if you say Tom Brady's playing mm. bad, you're trying to diminish what he's already accomplished. No. And that's not the case. No. You can be a great player and be playing poorly. And mm. Tom Brady was playing poorly, and I pointed it out. But my counterpart was telling me it's because I was jealous. Mm. That wasn't that skill. The man was playing poorly. Say it was because you were jealous. Yeah, you, you jealous. Tom I mean, you, you resented the fact that he's still playing at 45 when you had to quit at 35. I resented the fact that people weren't saying he was playing poorly when he was. Okay. Look. I think the biggest thing is where people are going to push back because B.A., last I checked, he's still employed by the Buccaneers. Now, I could be wrong, Skip. Am I right or wrong? Is he employed by the Buccaneers? He is titled a senior advisor to GM Jason Light. So normally, we don't have people within our own camps. Uh, Normally not. (laughs) So I think that's the, the pushback. What he's saying isn't wrong. What he's saying is factually correct. Tom Brady was playing poorly during this losing streak. But I think the thing is where people are going to push back, Skip, is because it came from within the ranks. Mm. Look, if you look at Tom Brady, Tom Brady is – Skip Bayless tell me the offensive line is playing terrible, but they're ranked in the top ten. Tom Brady's only been sacked 14 times. The Bucs have allowed the second-fewest sacks in the NFL. That's not what Skip – Skip keeps telling you about Luke Gedeke. Skip keeps telling you about these guys that's never played the game of football before in their life. Mm. But pro football focus, his Bible says they have a top 10 offensive line. Mm. He's been sacked 14 times, which is the second fewest. Wow. Wow. But Tom Brady has thrown the most passes, 427, 41 more than second, Justin Herbert, 61 more than uh, 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 Patrick Mahomes. But here, the kicker, although he's thrown 41 more passes – he only has 12 touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes throwing 61 fewer passes, has 25 touchdowns. So he's 14th in touchdown passes, 12th in completion percentage, and 27th in yards per attempt. And the Bucs are averaging their 27th in points scored, 18 points. On the flip side, the Bucs have the fifth-ranked defense. Their defense has the second-most sacks and has allowed the third-fewest points. Mm. But the problem that I'm really going to have with this is because Brady – it's not the fact that Brady isn't getting the blame because he isn't is the shoulders that it falls on mm. when he's not playing well, which is Byron Leftwich. 
Because I read the, I read the quotes. Man, Byron Leftwood calling some bull jive. Byron Leftwood doing this. Who said that? I said, I read the time. I read my timeline when I was talking oh, about well, Tom Brady playing. Oh, so these are followers on Twitter. You're referring to pe- you're no. quoting people on Twitter. Have, you haven't said that? The show that? has come to this. You I, I don't follow. I don't read anything on Twitter. Yep. See, this is the problem that I have with you, is that when someone else mentioned Twitter, you have a problem with it. But you always talk about, I tweeted this in my fight, and the trend was trending. Well, I, I, I tweet. Okay, yeah. I tweet. I, I don't read. You read like crazy. You said, you, so you're right. a prisoner of what you read. So, so let me ask you a question. So why do you tweet? If you didn't wait, if nobody, if nobody, if nobody, if it didn't trend, you wouldn't tweet. But anyway, let me get back to my original point. The problem that I'm going to have is that it falls on Byron Leftwich and it falls on uh, uh, Todd Bowles because you've come out here and said Todd Bowles doesn't have enough time to focus solely on the defense. So when Tom Brady was playing poorly, you was blaming Todd Bowles. No, I, I wouldn't. I, well, I, again, was the defense giving up? For about a five-game stretch, the most rush yards in all of pro football? Yes, it was. How many points was Tom Brady scoring? Who has been the biggest Todd Bowles fan on earth? You're looking at him. Who? You're looking at him. How many points were they scoring? Last I checked, you don't get a touchdown every time you run the football. Mm -hmm. How many points during that losing streak was Tom Brady scoring? Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Tell me when it's my turn. It's not your turn just yet. So the fact of the matter is, B.A. is absolutely correct. I was one of the ones, B.A., I don't know how much of the show that you watch, but I was very critical of Tom Brady and his play because I didn't think he was playing well. Mm -hmm. And not trying to diminish anything, the seven Super Bowls is his. The 100,000 or however many yards he's Mm -hmm. passed for, those are his. Got it. But two things can be true. He Mm -hmm. can be historically and transcendently great, but he can also be playing poorly, which he was. Okay. Three things can be true. He can be up against it at extreme disadvantages with the supporting cast around him. All right. It is now my turn. We need some context here for all Bruce Arians. What did you agree happened in the offseason? Why did Tom Brady decide to come back to Tampa after he he romanced a little bit with Miami? And I think he kicked the tires in San Francisco. Why did he decide to go back to Tampa? What happened? What was the one key sea change in Tampa? I guess uh, he didn't want B.A. to be his coach. That is correct. So he got what he wanted, right? He got what he wanted. And B.A., his old buddy B.A. got kicked upstairs. He didn't want him fired because he's a nice guy. He's fun to be around. He likes to take off early from practice and go play nine holes of golf. That's B.A., no risk it, no biscuit. The complete polar opposite or maybe the glacial opposite of Bill Belichick up in New England. And I think Brady did enjoy some of getting out from under the Patriot way in New England. But he installed the Patriot way the the way he he can teach it and coach it. Tom Brady did in Tampa. And in one year during during a pandemic, Tom Brady managed to completely switch and flip the culture that B.A. was still a part of because the previous year they'd been seven and nine with Jameis at quarterback and B.A. as the head coach. Right. So B.A. got to go along for one of the great rides in sports history to a ring that he did not. Well, did he win one in Pittsburgh? I guess he won. Yeah, he, was the, he was the O.C. So he did. But as a head coach, he had no. not won a ring. Mm-hmm. So he got to go along for a great ride with Tom Brady to win a ring. But along the trail of that ride, starting in game number one, what did he do? He blasted Tom Brady right out of the box. They get thrown in their fire against their arch rival, their division nemesis, in Tom Brady's first game as a sucking ear down in New Orleans. 
Orleans against a team that was really good, was still Drew Brees at quarterback, and Tom didn't play very well, but there was one mistake that B.A. called him out for after the game that, that I said the next day. I said, that's just wrong. That was Mike Evans' fault. That was not Tom Brady's. And B.A. went back on whenever he talked to the media Monday and said, nope, I, I messed that up. When I looked at the tape, I realized that was not Tom's fault. But he still... He just blistered Tom Brady after that game. He continued to blister him after numerous games that year. Mm -hmm. And Tom played on that Monday night against New Orleans, what I thought was on Sunday night against New Orleans. I think it's the worst game of his whole career because that was a three-interception game in which he had a QBR of four on scale zero to 100. I've never seen him play that bad. And, and at the end, he had a give-up interception where he just threw it up for grabs to Gronk across the back across the field, and it got picked off. And they got ramrodded. They, they got blown off the field. Wasn't it 30-3? to 38-3 to 38-3 on their home field. And again, Bruce took him to task after that one. All right. What do I think of Bruce Arians? I think he has a huge ego. I think he's basically a good guy, but he's got a huge ego that he likes to feed by reminding everybody, I coached Peyton Manning, I I coached Andrew Locke, and I coached Big Ben Roethlisberger, and I coached Carson Palmer. Mm -hmm. And now I'm coaching Tom Brady, and he's just another one of those guys. He's just some guy, and without me at the helm here, he'd be just another 500 quarterback. Okay, that's... That's I don't his, think you think that. Okay, well, that's his ego speaking, <laughs> and you have to keep it in the context that when he did this interview, he's out of sight, out of mind, and somebody put a microphone in front of his face or a tape recorder, and all of a sudden, he reverted back to the same BA of two years ago, and I, I'm just going to guess at this. I'm going to say, as we speak, Jason Light is furious over this because these quotes help this team how exactly? I, I don't know. Maybe it helps send a message to the locker room. Well, at least Tom got called out when he was playing bad. Is that a good thing? Maybe. But they just turned the corner, I believe. Maybe they haven't, but they're on a bye week. And now Brady has to wake up and read that the senior advisor now, his former head coach that he got kicked upstairs, is blasting him. To a, it's to a Bucks website. Right. It, but the question, did he lie? No. Okay, I'll give you that. And it helped how. It, it, is, it, it is positive how. It, well, it, I mean, it, well, how was it helping when Brady was criticizing when he was playing poorly and he's talking about the offensive lineman, he's yelling and screaming in their face. Okay, and he's yelling right, and but kicking. that's not the point. The point is that a guy who's still a senior advisor, who's still a Buccaneers executive who's still probably making really good money to advise. And he says he meets every day. He said all through those bad games, he met every day with Byron Leftwich. So how does it help the football team in general? Man, I got to believe that the Glazers who own this team, they won't be happy today because I think it's only negativity that nobody needed at this point because they've moved past that. They've worked through that. But here's the thing. Anytime someone outside criticizes Tom Brady, it's not taken. It's not taken as factual. It's taken as jealousy. It's taken as resentful. Now you have someone within the building that has nothing to gain from this. What does he gain? He's not getting his job back. No. So he has an opportunity to speak freely and says Tom was playing bad. Not enough people were saying that, and he was absolutely correct. So now you have to look like, well, man, maybe I need to go back and look at this because this is someone that's very close to the situation. I believe B.A. is still watching tape Mm -hmm. and saying the quarterback during his losing streak was playing bad. Okay. Now, let's look at the facts, shall we? Let's look at said losing streak. And by the way, they won their first two games, which was pretty good. 
given the degree of difficulty of both of those games. But I'll get to that in a second. But let's look at this whole, this, this awful bad stretch for Tom Brady. For much of this season, the Buccaneers' offensive line was ranked dead last in pass block win rate. They were not protecting Tom Brady because they had lost two Pro Bowl players at left guard and at center. Two Pro Bowl players and at left tackle, the key position. The left tackle was lost in game number one at Dallas and often over this terrible stretch of Brady play. Would you believe somebody named Nick Leverett, undrafted out of Rice, the third-string left tackle was having to start at left tackle because both the first stringer and the second stringer were down and out with injuries? He started three of those bad Tom Brady games. So the whole left side of the line is pretty much a disaster because you have a rookie left guard, Gedeke, out of mm-hmm. North Dakota State, and you have a center in Robert Hainsey, who's a second-year player who had never played center in his life, not in Pop Warner, not in high school, not at no. Notre Dame, not for the Buccaneers. He was drafted as a right tackle, and he was forced to try to figure out how to play center on the fly. That's the left side of your line. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, and maybe it's in part and parcel because the left left side of the line is so inexperienced, they couldn't run a lick because they fell to dead last in rushing. Dead last. Okay, so you can't pass block and you can't run it. What do you think is going to happen to the quarterback? Well, maybe he could throw it to someone. No, wait a second. He has no Gronkowski this year. He has no Antonio Brown, who was his deep threat a year ago. He has no Gio Bernard, who was a third down ace for him, and he's still on injured reserve. He, he did have Julio, who he recruited to be his new deep threat. He had him for one 48-yard throw at Dallas. But then what happened? He pulled up lame at Dallas, and he was not to be seen until just this past Sunday in Munich. Okay. So, so all those bad games from Tom Brady, he didn't even have Julio Jones. And then Chris Godwin was just a shell of himself in game one, and he pulls up lame with some hamstring issue. And for the next five games, he's gone, and he's still trying to come off an ACL. And then Mike Evans in game number two got ejected and got suspended for game number three. So there was a, a crucial stretch in there when he didn't have Mike Evans. Man, it's, it's going to get hard because all of a sudden you don't have any deep speed and you're often throwing to a, a rookie tight end and, and to look, look at the targets, look at the game at New Orleans. So they win at Dallas, then they go to New Orleans, and they somehow won the game with Tom throwing the most balls to little Scotty Miller who's not even half of what an Edelman or an Amendola used to be for Tom in New England. But here's the thing. When, when, when Scotty Miller was running past people in Green Bay, when he was running past people, he was like, look at, look at Tom Brady using Scotty Miller. When Brashard Perriman walked it mm-hmm. off against Buffalo, mm-hmm. look at Tom Brady using Brashard Perriman. When Jalen Darden caught the game-winning touchdown against Jet, look at Tom Brady using Jaden Darden. When he doesn't win, look who he's throwing to. Okay, but, those guys are no good. Okay, he was tricking them with those guys, no, and they would him. catch one or two we'll balls trick him, a game. We'll keep tricking them. Okay, you can't throw. Look, look at what happened at New Orleans. Little Scotty Miller. Miller led the, and led the whole team in targets. He had like eight targets to lead the game. And, and then against Green Bay, Russell Gage, their new slot receiver, had to split out wide and got 13 targets against Green Bay. Okay. So my point is that you, you, you're asking for trouble because you're putting people in positions they're not used Still, to. But you make it seem like Tom Brady is the only one that has offensive line that's been in flux at some point. I'm just He's saying. the only one that doesn't have to have the receivers and players in and out of the lineup. Okay, no running game and no pass block, and yet – 
through this bad stretch, he threw 399 straight passes without getting one picked. That's phenomenal. That's an achievement. I don't care if you're 45 or 15 years old. That's an achievement. In that losing streak, how many touchdowns did he throw? Okay. He didn't throw any interceptions, but how many touchdowns was he throwing? Okay. Who are you throwing to? So, but Help me out. Well, who can get free? Who but, can get loose? Skip, who can but, run but by? When they win the game and they throw to Scott, he's throwing to the same guys when he's winning and then when he's losing. But you don't no. see. You look to blame. It's Scotty Miller. He's nobody. Rashard Perriman, he's nobody. Jalen Darden, Russell Gage is nobody. But when he's winning, look at Tom Brady. You blame everybody for the – you give nobody credit for the success but Brady, but you blame everybody okay, for the loss. Who was he throwing to last year? At the end of the year, he's thrown to Gronkowski and late in the year, obviously, to Antonio Brown. Okay. And to Gio Bernard and to a healthy – uh, Chris Godwin, and to Mike Evans. Well, it, it's like a cavalcade of stars. Yeah, that, that'll work. That's but, some star yeah, power. Joe, Joe Burrow was playing without Higgins. He was playing without He was playing without uh, Chase. He was playing about some of his guys. His offensive line it hasn't seemed to gotten any better, and they spent a ton of money on it. It's that at some point in time, just blame Tom and say Tom isn't playing well. All you try to do is try to find well, Scotty Miller. He was just fine when he was running mm-hmm. past Green Bay in the championship game. He was just fine with right before the half when he called get, got going against a Raiders mm-hmm. and, and, and Perriman. When he walked it off against Buffalo, mm-hmm. you talked about how great Tom was and using this and this mm-hmm. and this. But when he loses... But he still had all the, the compliment of all the other stars. Skip. He, he would trick you with Scotty Miller. He would trick you with Perriman all of a sudden. So who did he have, so who did he have against the Rams when they won mm-hmm. that game? Was, was, uh, 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 was uh, Mike Evans there? Mm-hmm. Was uh, 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 Chris Godwin there? Yeah, well, that, that, okay. the, 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 again, we get to the cloud that I kept saying was, was over Tom, the fog that he was playing in. I had no idea he was trying to finalize a divorce during the regular season. And once it got finalized, once it got reported, all of a sudden, here came the Rams and here came Tom Brady. And he started to look like Tom Brady against the Rams. And Skip, he, he, looked like Tom, Skip, he looked like Tom Brady the last two drives. Stop pretending mm-hmm. like he looked like Tom Brady in the first quarter, second quarter, third Boy, quarter. It good. was the last two drives that he looked good. So okay. don't do that. Well, I, I thought they had the greatest defensive player ever. That's what you tell Skip, me, Aaron what, Donald. Hold on. And, you got the number one ranked pass defense. How did that work for you against Green Bay? Mm. Who, who does? You. What are you talking about? Your defense. Number one in sacks. Okay. Number one in pass win rate. How did that uh, work for you against Green Bay? Why are we changing the subject? Because of Skip. About see, this. what you try to do is that, okay, if Aaron Donald is so great, he should neutralize Tom Brady. If the Cowboys' defense was so great, they should have won that game. It doesn't work like that. You try to What you try to do, you do everything you possibly can, even diminishing someone else while trying to accentuate Tom I, Brady, I, I even though he's playing back. No, I'm just saying, I, I see what I see. I saw Tom Brady play really well at Dallas against the number one defense, the, the number one pass rush okay. defense. How do you play and against then, Pittsburgh? And then, wait a second, then we go, game number two is at New Orleans, and, and he has to go down New Orleans there. just lost yeah. to Pittsburgh? Yeah, but New Orleans oh. was still there. Guess what happened the last time? Tom had not beaten New Orleans in the regular season. He was 0 for 4 against New Orleans in the regular just season. Just because somebody hasn't beaten someone, that doesn't mean they're good. So Stop he, doing that. He goes that. down to New Orleans into their house of horrors for him, and he has to throw the most targets to little Scotty Miller. See, little Scotty Miller. And now. with – Halfway through the fourth quarter, it's three to three, three to three, and he throws a 28-yard touchdown pass all the way back across the field to Rashard Perriman. Wow! Uh, came out of nowhere. He's caught eight balls the whole year, and he caught the touchdown pass that won a crucial that no division. Good, that, game. No, that no good. That no well, that, that guy. Interesting. So you see, when he wins, he threw well, that guy. Now when he loses, it's somebody else's fault. So let me ask you a question: How did he play against Pittsburgh? 
Mm. You keep telling me how do you do it against how do you do against how do you do against the Ravens? He was terrible. How do you do against Carolina? Just terrible. Okay. Just terrible. Okay. I'm just checking. Just I'm just checking. Just terrible. You're just checking. Yet all of a sudden he finally, when the fog lifted, he had two late drives, length of the field drives against the Rams. Scotty Miller drops the first one and he he goes right back down there again and pulls it off and with seconds left. He hits the rookie tight end. He even lost Cameron Brait for about five games. Yeah. Hits the rookie tight yeah. end for the touchdown that saves the season. Because if they lose that game, I think they're cooked. But, Skip, why when I was trying to tell you this offseason that Tom Brady has things on his mind, you, tell, you told me no. You argued, got upset. That's you. Tom Brady, what I've been heard is that this has been a long time brewing, and Tom Brady's just fine. Now, all of a sudden, you said, well, the, what was he had things on his mind? When I tried to tell you that from the jump, and you argued me down, said it no, wasn't true. I, I didn't argue down. I just said I've been hearing this has been going on for a long time, and that has been uh, validated. Okay. Oh, okay. Validated. It, this it, has been a five-year okay, okay. issue. If it was going on for a long time, mm-hmm. why did it bother him now? Because he had to go through a divorce in the middle of the he's season. He's been going through. You told, You just said he's been going through it for the long time. The divorce is the final chapter. There has to be verses and chapter leading up to the final chapter. So if he was going through it for an extended period of time. I, I just know because I've, I've been through them before. Get, and divorces are skip, hard. Skip. I get all just of the, the paperwork But you tell me Tom Brady, Tom Brady is unlike any other human. Well, it doesn't bother him. Okay. Nothing bothers him. That's what you said. It's, just, it's just a distraction. It's a drain <laughs> on the time you have to commit to preparing for If nothing for bothers games. Tom Brady, there should have been no distraction. Okay. All right. Okay, so he was bothered. He was really bothered, but guess what? Was he, was he bothered or was he not? No, he was, he, he was really bothered. It was terrible what, what he was going through. You were exactly right. You were right I about everything. And guess what? They're 5-5 five and five on a bye week, and they look really good to me. And I'm here to tell you it's not time for Tom to go home. It's just not time. In fact, He's throwing the ball to my eye. I, I'm not in the Hall of Fame, but to my eye test, it looks just as good as it ever looked to me. Against Seattle, he was throwing laser rockets. And I said, Seattle was good. Seattle was hot. He picked them to pieces because they actually started to run the football a little bit, and it actually made play action plausible for guess, the first guess, time in a long what? time. Guess what? They committed to the run. Mm. How often have they been committed to the run? Mm. They normally want Tom Brady to look good, and so they allow him to throw 40, 50 passes, mm-hmm. even though you say the offensive line they, is substandard. They, they had no other chance. They had no other hope. It's like what Arian said. Byron's like, he finally threw up his hands and said, we can't run it anyway. I keep trying to run it. I guess I got to let him throw it okay. and throw it and throw it. So, so what happened? And they can't protect him, and he's not going to take sacks. Yeah. He's going to get rid of the football, and if it's not there, he's going to throw it in the dirt. Yeah, the man has been sacked 14 times in 10 games. Mm-hmm. What do you mean they can't protect him? Okay, I just told you what he is. He is the greatest get-rid-of-the-football guy who okay. ever played the game. Well, There's never been anybody like him. He's been getting rid of it, yes. and yet he doesn't throw it into harm's way the way every other human mortal quarterback does. He throws it in the dirt. If it's not there, he throws it in the dirt. Yes. And he kept him in all these games. He kept him in every one of these games because he didn't uh, throw it to the other I, team. I remember when Aaron Rodgers was doing the same thing, you talked about he wanted to keep that touchdown to inter- mm-hmm. interception ratio low. You wanted to say he wanted to keep his completion low. Now Tom Brady does the exact same thing, and you applaud him for it. Okay, yeah, but the, the Green Bay was winning games, right? You could do it however way you wanted to win it. No, that's, that's not what you were saying at the time. Well, I did too. No, 
Well, I did. Well, that he, he was running away with MVP. I, that's and, what I was saying. You, you told me he was a, the greatest thrower of the football yes. you've ever seen, and now you're completely off his bandwagon. No, 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 no. You're no, down no, on him. No, I'm not down on him. He can still play, but he was playing bad. And I'm mad enough to say he's playing bad. Okay. As great as he is, he was playing bad. But you guess what? You didn't say, well, he don't have Randall Cobb. You didn't say, well, he was missing Lazar with that shoulder injury. No, I, all I did was tell you all last week you were completely underestimating a guy you used to love, and now you don't love no, him. No, I told you no, 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 Aaron Rodgers, is, he's still all of the above. And he still had weapons, and you saw what he did to my Cowboys, and I called it sitting right here. Yeah, but Skip. Thank you. See, this is what you see. See, you like to be right no matter what. I called it. I called it. I told you they could win, but you was hoping the Cowboys, you was hoping you was wrong, but you was right. I was. I said they'd win on a late field goal, and they had one set up, and we're about to talk about it, and they turned it down. And if they make that field goal, maybe they do win the score I predicted 31-28 to 28, and said they lost 31-28. to 28. What, did you predict your defense was going to get run off the field? No, I did not. I didn't think so. And if that keeps happening, I'll get run right out of my prediction. You sure will. Okay. I'm, I'm counting on that happening. Yep. All right. That's what Michael said. Michael said, until we fix it. They'll keep breaking you. <laughs> Tom Brady says he has zero regrets about his decision to return to the football field. Guys, it'll be an interesting final stretch to this season, that's for sure. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place. Whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this. Crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew. Ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Jerry Jones telling 105.3 The Fan that if the Cowboys do indeed add Odell Beckham, he, quote, substantially gets us above where we are. Hmm. Shannon, what does this Jerry quote tell you about how important it is to the Cowboys to actually sign Odell? Yes, Jerry talking. Jerry just being Jerry. Jerry can say a whole lot without saying anything, and I, sometimes I like to see him. Sometimes he just likes to hear himself talk. Skip, this is what he said yesterday. In this particular case, start by asking, why are you able to sign him? Ask that question. Why? Well, it's because, well, it's because he's not on the team. And at this time of year, a player of that caliber, 
caliber, that's rare. Mm -hmm. So he's already telling you, know, yeah, I want him, but I mean, come on now, how good could he possibly be if he's not on a team? Odell is reported that Odell wants a long-term deal, something like twenty million dollars. Pro-rated bonus is about seven million. He wants a long-term deal. There are other teams, supply and demand. When demand is high, supply is low, the prices go astronomical, Skip. You remember doing COVID? They couldn't keep cleaning wipes sort of thing. People were charging selling cleaning wipes $20, $30 a box that you can go to the store and get for $2.99. Or just Purell. <laughs> yes! You couldn't find it. Supply and demand. Supply was low, demand was high. Yep. Price through the roof. Mm. Well, says the 49ers are interested, the Chiefs are interested, the Giants. I, the I'm, I'm trying to find somebody who isn't interested. Right! Yeah. So it's not, and I, and I don't believe he's going to give the Cowboys the discount or the the uh, uh, what the star discount that, that that a lot of people want him to give. So Skip, look, <laughs> uh, I, I, that tells you alone that there's a rarefied set of circumstances, and those just don't happen, or it wouldn't be possible. It's almost like saying, like he's like talking himself out of it. Skip, on the one hand, yeah, this is an unbelievable player, but why is he available? Mm. Why hasn't he already signed? Why isn't he already on the team? Some of the very questions that Skip Bayless posed all season long. Mm. Well, Shannon, why don't somebody just go ahead and sign him and just stash him away? Mm. I ask you, Skip Bayless, why don't you just go ahead and sign OBJ and just stash him away? Mm. But better question for you. Mm. Why would you want OBJ on your team? Mm. He killed Baker Mayfield. Mm. Aren't you afraid he's going to kill Dak Prescott? Mm. I am not. Because <laughs> you know he didn't kill big old Faker Mayfield. He did that to himself. He did kill Baker Mayfield because he was hurt. He had three surgeries in Cleveland. He became a shell of himself. And the truth is, he may be a shell of himself as we speak because none of us know. You can't know. I can't no, know. No, Maybe no, no. even Odell doesn't know at this point. What exactly are you? You've turned 30 years of age. You've had two surgeries. Everybody seem same. like you turned 45. No, I'm just saying. You've had two surgeries on the same ACL. That's scary to me. You've had all kinds of surgeries all over your body. For his sake, I hope he's right. For my sake, I, I hope we sign him. But I kept telling you, I just wanted him in presence only. He's such a superstar on social media that today's younger players are in awe of him. I think you're still in awe of him, just his celebrity, just his mystique, no. his aura. Okay, <laughs> but that's what they are. That's what the kids on Skip, my you want my somebody that can help you win or somebody okay, that's going to be infatuated I, I, with. I got it. Speaking of infatuated, my owner is even more infatuated as we speak with number 88, the new number 88 for my Cowboys, because CeeDee Lamb was his baby draft pick. Yeah, That's who he, remember, it's his grandson is shaking his leg on his yacht on draft night saying, right. granddad, granddad. Look, look, who's the, the guy from Oklahoma, right? Yeah. And Jerry says, I got him. If I'm not mistaken, I think the grandkids still call yeah. him Jerry. Okay. <laughs> Jerry. They all call him Jerry. They do. And and Jerry snatched him, and I loved it. And, and CD has been some hit and miss. He's dropped too many balls. We've gone back and forth. But he just had, for his me, best game was a, Cowboy. a big coming out game yeah. on a big national team. It was a losing effort, but this was his best game skill. 150 yards. He looked like a... I won't go top 10, I'm at top five. I'll go top 10. He looked like a top 10 receiver. He looked like he was ready for prime time. It looked like he was ready to go up against number 18 in Minnesota this coming Sunday at their place in Minneapolis. So the point is, Jerry is so infatuated with with CD that, that now I can, uh, again, I'm pretty good at reading Jerry's tea leaves because I spend so much time around him writing my three cowboy books, but 
But it sounded like, to your point, he was trying to talk himself a little bit out yes. of it. He was bullish last week. Yes. He was gung-ho last week. But now that he saw CD, he's thinking, wait a second. I, I don't need to diminish his star power. I don't, I don't really need a 1A to him. I, I got a pure number one. So he's the quote yesterday about a talent like Beckham is additive. It just stacks on top of whatever you already have. Okay. Yeah. Noah Brown. And Michael Gallup. <laughs> okay. My, I, <laughs> All right. So Cooper Rush loved Noah Brown. Yeah. Sometimes they just have a wavelength. Do. I don't know. It's from scout team yes. or whatever it was. Yes. But, but, man, Noah Brown caught a bunch of big balls. But for Dak, no. No. Okay. So, so forget about Noah Brown. And Michael Gallup is coming off ACL right. reconstruction. And I got to tell you, I'm not seeing yeah, it. Yeah, you catch one pass yeah. a game. and Okay, and I'm not seeing – he used to be able to run by people, right. and I'm not seeing him run by anybody. Yeah. I haven't seen one time where I said, oh, there he is. Yeah. Right? I, just keep, I mean, you, you, like you said, he came off a very serious yeah. injury, and it's, it's normally the year after the surgery. Okay, so Jerry's asking himself, but he's asking out loud on his radio show, <laughs> can he get us substantively – substantively, it's kind of an awkward word to say – above where we are, like – Will it be significantly – will we take a leap when we add whatever number he's going to wear, right. 13 or whatever he's right. going to wear in Dallas? No, Dallas 13. got 13. Well, maybe he could buy it from him. I don't know. <laughs> he's, he'll have so much money that Jerry's going to pay. <laughs> but the point is that Odell, he's had a blessed career because he keeps winding up in catbird seats, proverbial catbird. Yeah. And, boy, he's in one right now. <laughs> and that's what Jerry's trying to say is we've never seen this before. Right. A player of this caliber, and he still has high right. caliber because he, he became a, a, certainly a playoff catalyst for the Rams. He's viewed as the, the last piece to a Super Bowl right. puzzle, right? Right. So he's in a perfect position to sit back. They're, they're, everybody's talking about December 1st would be when he'd be cleared to maybe actually start playing football right. again. Well, he's in the perfect place to sit back and say, okay, who's going to catch a wave here? Who's going to catch fire? Where can I go? Where can I latch on to something that looks like it's headed to stardom? Right? So you said, look, wait for the next two weeks yeah. to see if Buffalo, the Giants, the Cowboys, what, whomever yeah. takes off. Who it's ta- like, okay, that's where we're going. Who's going to take off? And right now, my Cowboys didn't take off at right. Green Bay, and they got two more quick turnaround chances. So he's got time to sit back and say, okay, show me what you got at Minnesota. Show me what happens with CD versus Justin Jefferson, because that's going to be a prime-time matchup. Yeah. That reminds me of the old games I used to cover with Terrell Owens versus Randy Moss. It was can't-miss theater. Right. And i got to tell you, Randy just ate him alive yeah. because it was a head-to-head battle, like who's going to catch the most balls and who's going to look the most impressive. Well, I know when I was playing another tight end, I was like, I yeah. would tell Steve Atwood and Romo, don't y'all let that guy come that's in and right. show me up. Okay, Romanowski. Yeah, yeah right. Don't, hey, right. Ben Coles or yes. uh, uh, whomever. Don't let that man show me up. I got it. So this is one of those marquee <laughs> kind of matchups. Gonzalez, I yeah. Know, I got it. I got it. But Odell can sit back and say, what you got, Dallas? What you got at Minnesota? What you got against my team? And again, we had his former his high, school high school coach, coach. and mentor right. saying, I think he might be leaning Giants over Cowboys right. to return to. to but and I, I understand Odell, you know, and I guess Dorothy said it best that you can go home sometimes, Skip. But I just. If I got a choice, and I understand this. said there's no place like, like home. <laughs> Skip, I understand the sentimentality of it. Yep. Of going back where you started. Yep. But of all the situations, that's the worst quarterback. I don't care. Skip. He's played pretty well. I, I think he might be maxing out his ability right now. If I got a choice to play with, Josh Allen. Yep. Patrick Mahomes. 
Jimmy Garoppolo, Dak Prescott, or or, or, or Jones. Skip. It would be, what 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 is uh, first of all what, 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 what are we discussing? I got you. Unless you just want to return to the Big Apple when they're on a maybe a, not a Super Bowl role, but at least a playoff role, right? I think they, they had a great story. I do not see them as serious Super Bowl contenders. I do not either. I would agree with that. But they have been the surprise team yeah. of the year so far, and it's a feel-good story. And I'm sh- he knows how that Big Apple media would just ignite if he resigned there. But, Skip, everything they do is predicated on 2-6. Yeah. Saquon. No, I know. I, I got that. But – but Odell knows he's not in any position to go be a savior for somebody. The, the problem with going to the Giants is I, I think the fandom would view him as a receiver savior. Yes, right? of course. Yeah, because the good thing about Dallas is you would come in without huge expectations. That is what y'all Cowboys fans. The Cowboys fans just remember him making them catches. They remember what they saw last year. Man, you saw what he did for the Rams? He could do that for us. Well, <laughs> uh-huh. get- Thinking the same thing. But I just need him in name only. I just need him in presence or a mystique only. What if I said, okay, you could only sign one. You could sign him or you can sign Indominus Sue to show up your run defense. I like Odell. Okay. Just because I know what it would send a message to my locker room, Jerry's serious business about this. He thinks that Odell is the, the Super Bowl catalyst. That's, that well, that then, would be the message. What, what, do you think, uh, what do you think the receivers are saying? Man, he don't think we're good enough. He don't think we're enough to drag across the finish line. Well, CD just said last week, well, his rookie year, they had three number ones with him and Amari and Gallup, right? So you look at it as we got three, well, at least two number ones, right? Gallup ain't no number one. No, he is not anymore. He wasn't. He was pretty good for a while. I think you're underrating how many big catches he made. Skip, just because you make big catches. Mm-hmm. So the question is, number one, I can put you anywhere and you go thrive. Michael Gallup ain't doing that. No, he's not that kind of number one. But <laughs> I do remember on an opening night out here at SoFi, it was the opening game. He shoved. He no, pushed up. Give you saw it. He caught a ball that should have tied the game. What is going on? You know what? There have been a lot of – see, you didn't say anything when when uh, Drew Pearson shoved it out on Hail Mary. He shoved that this morning. Yeah, I know you were. But you didn't have no problem with that. They didn't throw no flag on that. That became the Hail Mary. It did. That was my he, favorite Cowboy quarterback Roger Staubach. He shoved, the, so he shoved the TB down. He got away with a little push-off, but so did Jordan on Brian Russell. Right? So the gods have been punishing yeah. you guys ever since. Huh. No dance catch. Yep, that's true. That is true. But we got that Hail Mary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to the phrase. Maybe we'll have a Hail Dak this week. <laughs> no. <laughs> we no. will keep tabs on it here on Undisputed, <laughs> that's for sure. I got to jump in and interrupt, guys, because we've got a new report coming out of Brooklyn this morning. The Nets growing frustration with Ben Simmons. We're going to give you the very latest. You don't want to miss this. That's up next. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life. From gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges, 
Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputedpod. Your mental health journey begins here. Back to the hardwood, according to The Athletic, frustration is building and has been in recent weeks surrounding Ben Simmons. Nets coaches and teammates are, quote, concerned about his availability and level of play, with some questioning his passion for the game. Shannon, is Ben Simmons a lost cause now? Skip, I believe two things are at play here. I believe Ben Simmons probably, because he went into great detail talking to Shams. I mean, he was basically spilling his soul to Shams. Yep. The question is, is he hurt now or was he hurt then? Because he mentioned about his back and that he had dead foot and he couldn't walk, he mm-hmm. couldn't sleep. Yep. And obviously he's having career lows across the board, 6.6 rebounds, 6 assists. He's coming off the bench now. He's playing less than 27 minutes of ball game. But I still do not believe Ben Simmons has not come out of that mental fog that was happened to him in Philly. And I don't and, and that's and sometimes that feels like an injury. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, Skip, we can create our own demons, and sometimes we have to chase those things away. We must chase those things away. Ben is not the same, Skip. I mean, it's, it's hard, Skip, for me to just look at it like because some people where their passion of Michael Irvin, you can tell he loved the game come back. He was firing brimstone. Yeah. It was everything. And some guys don't have that level of, of burning fire, but they still love the game. So it's, I don't want to sit here and say, well, he don't love the game. But he does not even look – he doesn't even resemble. No. It's not even close. Other than he looks like Ben Simmons, nothing else about his game says Ben Simmons. Skip, I ain't expecting the man to ever shoot 40% from the three. I ain't expect him to shoot 70% from the free throw line. But, man, he just seems like a lost cause. It just seems like it's one thing after another. They had a players-only meeting. It says that he seemed he was very receptive because Marcus Morris – Markeith Markeith spoke, and it said Ben seemed really receptive. And then he turns around and missed like three, four of the next games. He says it's his knee. He's getting Mm -hmm. PRP treatments. Yep. (sighs) I thought that the Brooklyn Nets got a good deal. They had a guy in James Harden that no longer wanted to be there. And it seems like the only team that was willing to trade with them were the Sixers. And it seems like, well, Skip, we're exchanging problems. We got a guy that don't want to be here either. You got a guy that don't want to be there. So how about we just swap? Mm. James Harden is hurt now. I'm not so sure he's lived up to the expectations that Philly had for him. But Ben Simmons hadn't even come close, Skip. Mm -hmm. Because remember, he missed all of last year. He was supposed to come back during the playoffs. He was even practicing and then come time to play the game. He's like, nah, bro, I ain't going to be able to make it happen. Mm. Skip, I, I, I've never seen anything like this. You gave the stats about the all-star games, the all-NBA defensive team selections, the rookie of the year. Skip, this is a, this is a, he's a guy. 
He's I, left I, I don't guy even know now. if he's a guy. Yeah, he's left of the guy yeah. now. Skip, I, uh, I mean, skip. Roy, Royce O'Neal is a guy to me, yeah. but but he he plays hard, man. Yeah, Skip, I, mean, I, I think, look, yeah. I'm not saying that Ben Simmons is hard. Because, Skip, I can't tell a guy if a guy is hurt. He knows his body. Yeah. But I still believe Ben is dealing with this thing mentally. <sighs> Likewise, unfortunately. Again, to your point, rookie of the year, three straight all-star teams, two straight first-team all-defenses. Last game we saw in Philly, even though it was a debacle of a disaster at the end of the game because right. he re- ran from the late-game free-throw line, he guarded Trey Young most of the game and held him to 5 of 23 because he can do that at right. 6'10 and long and agile. Right. And when he used to have the basketball in his hands running up the floor, there, there weren't many faster than him right. with the basketball. He's like Lonzo. He can lope down the court with right. those long strides. So he has to live up. On the defensive end, he's got to give you first-team all-defense, or, or he's, he's or useless. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That guy who made those all-star teams, he is gone, and I'm afraid he's gone for good because I, I can't even – I can't recognize an inch or ounce of him. Mm-hmm. I, to your point, I don't even know who this is anymore. But because- can't he be, would you say that? Can he be serviceable? If you, don't believe, if you don't believe he can ever be an all-star again or an all-NBA defensive player, yeah. is he serviceable? No. This young man, still very young, 26. Yes. He appears to have lost his desire to play basketball at the highest level. Maybe he wants to go play in the park somewhere. But, but again, he's not having fun playing basketball with the spotlight on him. What you got? Well, Skip, if he's if he lost his desire to play and they pay you $30 million, he damn sure ain't playing in the park. Michael Jordan had a desire to play so much so he had a clause in his contract for the love of the game that I could play basketball anywhere, mm-hmm. anytime. That is correct. That's, that's love of the game. Okay, so, again, is it the back? Is it the knee? I have no idea. But the, the reason they're having team meetings is because they wanted to see the tenacity on the defensive end and you can't see it. Right. He's he's just, he's not even a guy on defense. He just sort of drifts on defense. He's the turnstile no, now. No, he's a turnstile. It's hard to watch. It is. And yet the irony of this report from Shams is that last night, this is sad but true, Ben actually had his best offensive game of the year because yeah. he actually made five of seven shots. I was actually watching much of this game, uh-huh. but, but he did make a six-foot pull-up, you know, quasi-little right. jump shot on a fast break, and he had two floaters that he made from about four feet. Right. So I give him that. But you read those numbers. we got to do something to change these numbers because 666 is not a good number to no. have for your – I think that kind of <laughs> says it all. Ben, you got to do something to knock one of those numbers up or down because you don't want to stick on 666. Right. But the point is – that's all he's averaging for the year. And from the free throw line so far this year, he's 8 of 17. Well, it, 47%. Yeah, it's, it's just not good enough because now you're, you're clearly unplayable down the stretch of games. Once again, he's only shooting 48% from the floor. <laughs> no. So it's not like, it's not like he's a no. – and a guy that size, he should be mid-50s, maybe even 60% because he ain't t- shooting anything but laps and dunks. No. Man, he just looks lost to me, which makes him – Lost cause to me. Yeah, he looks like which, a defeated man. Which makes the Nets, who have even bigger issues revolving around Kyrie, obviously he'll be back pretty soon. I hope for for their sake. But but again, no skill. It the, don't the, seem like okay. He's... Well, we'll see about that. But but the point is, this team 
looked lost last night because they're at Sacramento and they give up 153. In a regulation game. This is not overtime or double overtime. 153, they gave up 80 in the second half. They lost the second half 80 to 65. Skip, they let the team shoot 60% from the floor and 49% from the three. Now, Sacramento is better than – No, they, they got talent. Look, Skip, they can score the basketball. Yep. They can score it. They can shoot the three. They uh, uh, Sabonis is unbelievable. I mean, one – Skip, I mean – not to, not to switch, but just to a little bit. Skip, they might have to move Kevin Durant. Mm. Ain't, ain't moving by the trade deadline, or you're definitely moving him this offseason. This thing is going to look totally different next year. Skip, what are you keeping him for? As a marquee drawing card, well, you know, you know, you know, it's you all sell, you got. It's all you got home, to sell. You don't sell our home game you know? anyway. <clears throat> Excuse me. You might as well go ahead and get some compensation. Skip, this thing with Ben Simmons, and I don't know, and, and we talked about it, and how Vegas had them like, Content, skip. They, skip. They can't skip. They don't play any defense. Mm. If you, if your defense is your offense, because you know what's going to happen at some nights, you're not going to have it offensively. Well, if you don't play no defense, this is what happens. They go get 153 on you. That, that that's what happens. I mean, skip. Look at those plus minuses up there. Did you look at those plus minuses? A minus 40. Every starter, Edmund Sumner had the lowest plus minus, and he was minus 20. Somebody had a minus. Joe Harris was 30, minus 37. Mm. Nick Claxton, minus 30. Russell O'Neill was minus 40. <laughs> KD was minus 31. Mm. And KD played the most. He played 31 minutes. How the hell you get that kind of plus minus with 30 minutes? Mm. <clears throat> Guess what he did for the free throw line? Oh, he made all 11. Right, 11. He's trying to keep up with Luka, right? No, what he tried to do, mm. he needed 46 points to get the 26,000, 27,000 points. I think he's stat padding? Hmm. But you know who got the record right now, right? You know what it is. You, look, you looked up through the top of your eye. You know who got it. Hmm. Kevin Durant played zero minutes in the fourth quarter last night, so he wasn't stat back. Hold on. I'm looking at these numbers. Did he play at all? How you have somebody get 153? 153 skills? Yeah, yeah, this is the same team that just <laughs> last Saturday beat the Clippers in L.A. So I, I don't know what flip, switch got flipped because then against A.D., they just gave up. They just let him parade <laughs> to the basket, and he got 37 and 18. And then they go up to Sacramento and get blown off the floor after they got it to 40 all early. And some do met to skip. Yeah. One, uh, Terrence Davis had, had 20, played 26 minutes mm-hmm. and had 31, 12 of 16, 7 of 10 from the three. Skip, it's over. Skip, it's over. This is a troubled, troubled basketball team. Skip, it's over. Josiah, do the right thing. Just go ahead. Hey, OKC, if KD, KD, are you willing to go to OKC? Go get Gilgis Alexander. Get some of those draft picks, Skip. Mm. Good. (laughs) Skip, it's it's over in, in, in Brooklyn. This well, was this was this was not successful. Okay, I will give you that, but you got to give me. It's also over in Los Angeles. And it over go. No. Oh, go. Well, wait a second. The, the Nets are six and nine. Goat is three and ten. Three and ten. I think he might be back tomorrow. Though. Okay. Well, he might be back tomorrow. Happen. Oh, really? Make a run. Make a run. They're thing. gonna make a run make from a run three run. and ten to what? Hundred miles and running. To, to barely miss the hey, play-in. We hey, you look up. We might be ten and ten. Really. <laughs> Then what you going to say? I'm going to say right now, I'll bet you five <laughs> cases they don't get to 10 and 10. Want to bet five? No, nah, we're going to get five. Once, we going twice, to, three times. I, guess, I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to get to five and 10. Mm. Five well, and 10. We're going to win the next two. Okay, well, you should win your next two. What? You got LeBron, Bleepin' James, and Anthony Davis. Coming off. 
Bill mm-hmm. Clinton in the groin area. Oh, damn. Okay. That's what he says. Yeah. But don't do that, Skip. Don't, don't do see that. You go. You know the man. That's what he says. I think he needs a little Brooklyn rest. Nets to unpack, guys. You'll have to see the fallout from this article is concerning Ben. And then the Kyrie situation, the, the NBA PL may file a grievance in the next few days. And then the team as a whole faces the Portland Trailblazers tomorrow.